Hello, and welcome to Ready, Set, Change podcast. I'm here today with Stuart Easton. Stuart is the founder and CEO of Transparent Choice. His mission is to help PMOs deliver stellar, successful projects. And I'm really thrilled to talk with Stuart because I think we have so much in common. You know, as you know, organizational change management is also focused on successful projects. So welcome, Stuart. I'm really excited to talk to you today. Thanks, April. Great, great to be here. Gosh, you make it sound also very grand and glamorous, you know, founder and CEO. That just that just means that, you know, I clean the toilets and do everything else as well, right? <laughs> but yes, well, we're, we're I think there's to... a lot, a lot behind that. And so don't don't <laughs> sell yourself shorter. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah, I think I think you hit the nail on the head. It's all about successful projects and successfully landing landing strategy you know the, the projects are all about change change are all about you know delivering your strategy and so um you know we, we've got all the keywords in there already right we've got change we've got we've got strategy we've got projects i think we're done that's the end of the podcast thank yeah, you for joining yeah, us. we're all set yeah well I'm, I'm really interested in talking with you because so many change management professionals well so many of us have come from the project world Um, But we don't always have a great sense of like the PMO and what the PMO is looking for or thinking about in relationship to organizational change management. So I thought, gosh, if anybody knows what the PMO is kind of thinking or how they're envisioning change management, it's probably Stuart. So I thought I'd ask you. What an interesting question to start with. Um, Yeah. So so I I think the answer to that depends on what kind of PMO you're talking to. So one of the problems with the, the phrase PMO is that it's it, there isn't one definition of what PMO means. So there are some PMOs that are actually admin functions. You know, it, it's reporting. And I, I'm not sure in the context of what we're talking about today, I'm not sure that adds a lot of value, quite frankly. Um, so then you get kind of the project level portfolio, program level, portfolio level PMOs. And that's where it gets a bit more interesting, because at the end of the day, what the leadership team wants from the PMO is they want projects to be aligned with strategy, number one. right? So that's about your prioritization and selection process. Number two, they want predictability, mm-hmm. right? So, so you know, the, the, honestly, the, the CEO doesn't want to hear about Gantt charts and, and burn down rates or anything, any of that stuff. Right. The, 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 you know, he doesn't the CEO doesn't care if the duck is a male or a female. He just wants eggs. Right. So so from so projects, the egg isn't the project. That's all the other stuff. That's the tree. It's the nest. It's the birds waddling around going quack, quack. Right. The egg mm-hmm. is the value. It's the benefit that you get at the end of the project, the business benefit. Right. So, so the C-suite, they want, they want to know that they're working on the right stuff and they want predictability that I'm going to get some eggs at the end because the CEO is, is using those eggs to make omelets for the shareholders. Right? So he needs to know how many eggs he's got to know how big a, an omelet to promise the shareholders. And so, so what does that mean for change management and, and, and the PMO and the relationship? Well, if the PMO is smart, what, what it means to them is um, you know, change management is critical to that process of delivering the egg, right? Because in a project, what you're doing is you're, you're feeding the ducks and, and you're, you're 
you're uh, you're giving them a nice a nice place to build a nest, <laughs> but it's change management that gets the boy duck and the girl duck together to do what boy, boy ducks and girl ducks wait, need to wait, do. Wait. I don't think that's in my job description to get the boy duck and the girl duck <laughs> yeah, there's, together there's to, to transform metaphor. something. <laughs> this metaphor may have just gone off the rails a little bit, but 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 it's about the people. Right? You've got to get the people together to deliver the eggs. And that's what change management adds to the to the story. And and the bottom line is that the um uh rather sadly in my view project management has become a very technical discipline. It's about managing tasks and registers and and filling in templates and all that kind of good stuff. Checking the box. Yeah, yeah and 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 I think the you know I mean it, ideally change management should just be something that project managers do, but most don't. And that's why I think it, it's really important to call it out as a discipline, to make it explicit, to make it visible, because it's, it's crucial to getting, the eggs, to getting the eggs out of the ducks, right? Is, is getting that change um, landed, getting people talking, getting them thinking about what's my role in this? How's this gonna affect me? Why, you know, what's in it for me even? Right, to, to, to support it and you know I've seen projects and I'm sure you have um, where you know the project was killed because somebody important just didn't buy into it right right they just don't have well and they could be a personal resistance like they could have some sort of personal resistance to the project but I think many times it's the inability to explain the benefit of the change and when a leader doesn't see the benefit of the change or the benefit of the project, they can't support the project. And so I think that is the first, one of the first tasks um, for the project and change management teams together is to really define that benefit of the change so that leadership can support that. I don't know if that sounds like an important task to you, but it feels like an important task well, to it, me. It, it, it is an important task. But there are times, I would argue, when it's not the right task. Mm -hmm. So for that, what I, what I mean by that is um, if you're doing the wrong project, you can go to the VP of widgets all you like, and you can tell them how brilliant this project is because it's going to deliver this benefit and that benefit. But if it's the wrong project and it's delivering benefits that, that the executive team actually doesn't really care about, then you can do all the change management in the universe and it's not going to make a whole lot of difference because they just don't care. And, you know, so, so as a CEO, I get pitched stuff all the time by people and they'll come in and they'll say, oh, I can improve this metric by 15%. And yeah, it's all very nice, but I don't care about that metric. <laughs> right? So, so I'm going to give you zero mindshare. And if you're not getting the mindshare, you're not going to land the change. Um, so, so, you know, so there's a bit of change management, I think, that, that, that there's an interdependence between strategic alignment, right? So the project prioritization, figuring out what projects are actually going to add and deliver value to the organization, Strate real strategic value, not just, not just financial, not just ROI, but real strategic value, because those are the projects where that, where that change matters. And so that makes the job easier when you get to change management because, because you're, you're pushing on an open door at that point, right? You're not trying to open the door. 
uh, you're pushing on an open door um, to, to make the change uh, matter. And, and, and frankly, you know, if, and if you're working on the wrong project, doesn't matter how hard you push on that door, it's not going to open because it's just the wrong project. So there's, so I think there's a, there's, um, you know, there's, there's sort of an interlocking puzzle here when you think about portfolio management, the PMO, you know, going back to your question, what does the PMO want? Right? I think change management is, is one of the jigsaw pieces. It's a skill that is missing in a lot of project teams, but that is absolutely crucial to landing complex projects in particular, um, landing the benefit of the project. And, and I think, you know, this was something, last time you and I spoke, that was something you were very clear on, right? There's a difference between landing the technical project and landing the business impact from the project. Well, and that is something that, you know, that, that yes, I do, I do feel very strongly about. But one thing I think is interesting is that at that PMO level, right, in the executive level, when we're doing strategic planning, when we're walking through strategy and like, what does the next, you know, three years look like? What does the next three months look like <laughs> these days where yeah, we have absolutely. such rapid, rapid change? When we're thinking strategically, <clears throat> I think that there's, there's a sort of a missed opportunity many times to have change management at the table for that strategic conversation. Because many times, the organizational change management um, function has a great strategic uh, vision of you know where things are, where they're going. So having them at the table for those decisions really can help them to not just ensure that everyone's on the same page, which of course is important, but ensuring that the voice is heard because you know there's a, a maybe a more people attuned focus coming from that change management function. I'm just wondering if, if uh, you've seen that play out where you've seen organizational change management professionals involved in those strategic conversations, or do you see them more, as you said, a puzzle piece later that's kind of coming in to um, add value to the PMO or add value to the project and it, you know the project itself? Yeah, so I think the... So let's answer it two ways, I guess. One way is what I see, and then the other way is what I think would be right. <laughs> so, so what I actually see is that not enough organizations think about change management at all. Right? So, so it's, it's very much a bolt-on. It's not one of the jigsaw pieces. It's something that we, you know, it's not even part of the jigsaw. It's just something that occasionally we put on the table next to the jigsaw, right? And, and, and that's, that's, that's not right. Um, I, I think I've seen once, um, and only once, the change management function be an integral part of the strategic discussion about what should we be doing. And it was great because they, they, had, they had a really nice, um, this, this particular customer, they had a really nice um, strategic score. So what, what's the business impact of this project? And then the change management perspective helped modulate that, right? So it helped build the picture of how difficult will this be to land, right? That's, that's really key information when you're selecting what projects to do. Because, you know, the organizational complexity, resistance, whatever it may be, is, is, part, is a huge part of 
the ability to actually deliver the project. And, and then the, the, the second thing in that particular case that the change management team did, what that perspective brought to the table was um, they were able to then estimate what level of change, how much change was going to be hitting the different teams. So, you know, take, pick, imagine a phone company, you've got the call center. So you've got, you've got, you know, 500, you know, not brilliantly paid people in the call center. They're being hounded every two seconds to go faster, go faster, hit the statistics, the, the big LED boards above, and you can see who's top of the charts and who's bottom of the charts, right? So they're under tremendous pressure. And then what, you want to come and talk to me about your project? I don't care about your project. I've got to hit the phones, right? So, so, so if that team gets hit by three, four, five projects at once, they're just going to melt, right? So it was great having the change management team at the table because they, they were able to produce a little map that says, great, if we do this portfolio, that team is going to melt, right? And so we can't do that portfolio or we need to reschedule things so that it doesn't all hit at once or whatever it was. And so, so that brings us back to this idea of that, that portfolio level view, um, because it's only at the portfolio level um, and raising things, you know, change management, resource management, prioritization to the portfolio level, to that strategic level, that you can actually get that big picture and avoid um, uh, broken eggs, you know, before they, before they happen. So there's, there's actually, um, uh, there was a really interesting piece of research came out of Australia um, I think it was the University of New, New South Wales, if I remember correctly, and they looked at the causes of project failure. And 40% of the causes, 4-0, 40% of the causes of project failure happen before you even convene the project team, before you begin the project. Right? All of those causes of project failure are about you know, doing the wrong project, right? so the prioritization, lack of strategic alignment and, and executive support, not having enough resources, not having, you know, picking projects or picking a portfolio of projects that's undeliverable from a change management point of view. These are all causes of project failure that happen long before the project ever begins, right? So, so if you look at project success data, and if you go back 30, 40, 30, 35 years, no, 20, 30 years even, um, you know, project success rates were you know, 30, 35%, something like that. And so we're all going, hurrah, today it's 65%, right? So we, we, you know, the, so professionalizing the industry, if you like, has meant that we've got up to 35, uh, we've, we've doubled project success rates. Hurrah, pat ourselves on the back. No, not a bit of it, absolute nonsense. Because for the last 10 years, those numbers have been flat, 65%. And that's shocking to me, right? So, so there's something here that, that all of these you know, PMI certifications, and I'm not picking on the PMI, but you know, all these PMI certifications, all the PPM tools we've deployed, all of this stuff, and the best we can do is 65% as an industry, right? So, so that's telling me that, that we're missing part of the puzzle. And the bit of the puzzle that we're missing is about this portfolio level piece, portfolio management. And, and that's include, yeah, and again, I, I come back to the key components are about um, you know, the prioritization and the strategic alignment piece, resources, you know, a bit of change management, 
a uh, bit of benefits realization, if you like, you know, add a bit of that to the pot. But all of that stuff should be strategic portfolio stuff. And the organizations that do portfolio management well, right, they don't have a success rate of 65%. I happen to have the statistics in front of me. <laughs> they have an on-time delivery rate of 88%. They have um, uh, an on-cost on delivery rate of 90%. And they have an on-target, you know, they, they deliver the business benefits 92% of the time. Okay, so, so that's on average, it's about half, uh, they're performing 50% better than the typical portfolio. And it's because they are able to do this portfolio. They are able to do the project management piece like everybody else does. And on top of that, they do the portfolio management piece of, of which change management, I, I think is, is an important component. You're looking at that at the, at the project level, yes, but also at the portfolio level. I, I, I like hearing this statistic because it really is, um, I think a challenge for many who are change management professionals, it's a challenge sometimes to move out of that project level and move up and be seen as you know, a partner, somebody who can add value, not just uh, write communications and create training and uh, you know, deliver a business process redesign. I mean, I think there's a lot of um, miss, missed opportunity there in many portfolio or many PMO structures, I think there's a tremendously missed opportunity to partner well, in a way that's actually productive and meaningful. Well, and, and, and interestingly enough, right, uh, this is the exact same conversation that I have with lots and lots of PMO leaders. They feel the same way about the PMO, that the PMO itself isn't treated as being sufficiently strategic and important and doesn't have a seat at the table. Um, and, and so, you know, so change management, the change management profession shouldn't feel particularly hard done by. I, I think at the end of the day, there's there's a lot of education to be done at every level on on what really works, right? And and we, we've sort of um, fallen in love with the um, I don't know the, the accounting model of project management over the last couple of decades, right? right. Where it's ticking boxes and following the rules and. And you know, that really only gets you so far. Um, and to, to break beyond that, you have to get to this sort of business-oriented, business, business outcome-oriented, not, not, not output-oriented, right? It's not about what boxes do you tick and what documents do you create. It's do you deliver the egg or not? I don't care how nice your nest is. I don't care how long your tail is, Mr. Peacock. <laughs> I care about eggs. And it's the only thing I care, as a CEO, that's the only thing I care about. So if you want to see to the table, learn to talk about eggs, think about eggs, dream about eggs, and deliver eggs. So I love this. I love this idea that you are sharing. And I, and I appreciate the eggs. Honestly, I have chickens. I have four. I used to have 12. I have four. And so um, we're, having a, we're having a serious issue right now because the chickens are hiding the eggs somewhere. We can't figure out where they are or they've stopped laying and are completely useless other than eating. Um, so we're trying to figure out which, which, is, the, which is the answer. The, the question though that I think about or what I was, what you're saying reminds me very much of a program I attended about three years ago. 
And it was provided by somebody very well known in organizational change management, but it was for trusted advisors. And in that trusted advisor conversation, we were talking about like change management professionals in projects are doing 80% of their work is task related, right? You know, it's those, those communication plans, your change management plan, your sponsorship plan. Now it's your, you know, it's your articles. It's the execute phase when you're actually writing articles and sharing them and training. And, you know, all of that is very busy, but it's in this 20% of strategic thinking and planning where there's true value. And so the, the, the premise was like, let's get, let's flip that, right? Let's flip that. So we're spending 80% in that strategic thinking and planning and helping to shape the future and the vision of the future and 20% in that task uh, busyness. So I wonder what you think of that in relationship to like your, the PMO structure or um, even the individual projects that are within that PMO or within that portfolio. Yeah, I mean, hundred percent. So that I think it was, I think it was Abe Lincoln who said, you know, if you give me an hour to chop down a tree, I'll spend the first forty-five minutes sharpening my axe. Right. So, so the actual chopping of the tree isn't that big a deal if you've got a sharp axe. But if you if you're trying to chop a tree with a with a hammer, it's not going to work, or a blunt axe, it's not. It's just not going to work. The tree's not coming down. And it's the same thing with projects, and it's the same thing with. Uh, in pretty much any domain of life that you look at. I mean, I, I remember, gosh, if I go back an awfully long way to my student days, I, I used to row. And, and I inherited a, a rowing club that, that um, you know, basically we had a whole bunch of, of novices, right? people who never rowed before. And we were in a division of, that, that had guys who'd been rowing since they were 12. And so we went out there and we got thrashed. And you know, we pulled harder and we got thrashed. And then we found somebody who wouldn't let us pull hard at all, right? So for an entire term, we rode light pressure, nothing but nothing harder than, than uh, uh, medium pressure. And we were grumbling away, you know, how are we going to, how are we going to, we can't get faster if we're not pulling harder. But what he did was he taught us how to row. He taught us to be strategic in the water. He taught us to row together to go in at the same time, to pull the same stroke length, to come out at the same time, to balance the boat, to do all the, a million things that, were, that, that, were, that are the equivalent of that strategic planning. Mm -hmm. So then we had as a boat, our strategic plan, right? And, and then he taught us to, then he let us pull. And when we pulled, we went from being, you know, kind of the, the 20th fastest boat on the river to being about the fifth because we had learned how to row. So the analogy here is, is that if you take that time to be strategic, to come up with a plan, to come up with the resources that you need, then execute, the execution becomes an awful lot easier. And, and, and again, I think too many organizations focus on quantity of execution instead of quality of planning. And if you do the quality of planning up front, and, and it's the same in every domain of, of project management, right? Whether at the portfolio level, 
do the planning up front, you're going to have better outcomes at the project level, do the planning up front, the change management, do the planning up front, you'll have a much better outcome. The value always comes from the planning. And, you know, of course, there's no point doing the planning if you don't then execute it. So you have to do the execution piece. But the value comes from that planning, that knowledge, that, that sort of uh, envisaging what the world's going to be like and how do we get from where we are today to where, where we want to be. And so, it, 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 you know, it's, it's the same right across the piece. And, you know, I, th I think if you're, um, if, if the, the folks listening to, to the podcast, right, go and sit down with the PMO leader and have that conversation, you'll find a very willing partner because the PMO leader is struggling with all of these issues mm -hmm. as well. Right? So, so um, and it's always easier to go and, battle a dragon if there's a couple of you then gosh we've, we've had chickens eggs peacocks dragons we're going all <laughs> yeah. over the place today but uh, it's, it's always easier to go battle a dragon if there's a couple of you right so so um you know i would i would strongly encourage you to go and talk to the pmo lead to any vps that'll engage you you know so if, if it's primarily it projects that you're working around you know, sit down with the CIO, sit down with some of the key business leaders who the projects are for and just un make sure, ask a million questions, understand what they're trying to achieve, get on some of their mailing lists, you know, Slack groups or whatever it is that, you know, however you communicate in your organization and understand what form the eggs take in your organization. Because then when you go and talk to them, you can talk to them about eggs and not talk to them about change management. They don't want to know about change. They don't care about change management. Not even remotely interested in it. What they want is eggs. And so your job is to go and talk to them about how you can help create more, bigger, shinier, brightly colored eggs. The Easter eggs that we're all wanting. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's just, yeah, we just had Halloween, so it's a perfect time to talk about Easter eggs. There we go. Yeah, we've got the Easter bunny involved, the whole works, no problem. The menagerie. So, so I'll tell you, I'm going to, let me flip this around then, uh, April. So in, in your experience, when, when, uh, when the change management professional goes and sits down with the PMO professional, mm -hmm. what, what happens in that discussion? Well, you know, I think that um, in my experience, I've had many just exceptional uh, project leaders and PMO directors um, whom I've been able to have great conversations with and we can align strategically. And I think they've been able to see me as a, a true partner, you know, somebody they can rely on to understand the business need and to really help them deliver um, that benefit of the change that we've been talking about. You know, I have had a few um, PMO, I've had one PMO director, I'll say one, I've had one PMO director uh, that when I, you know, approach him and say, let's think about how to do this together. He says to me, well, I just don't understand why people can't do what we tell them to do. Like if I tell you to do this, why don't you just do that? And I always tease him a little. I say, well, you know, mm -hmm. I, I hear you. Like, I get it. I agree. Why can't people just do something? I said, but 
recognize that we're talking about people who are doing things already in a certain way. So just saying, do it in a different way isn't helpful. Do it like this is helpful. Here's a change. This is the way the future will be is helpful, but just saying, do it in a different way or don't do it at all, or just do it isn't helpful to people. It might be helpful to your schedule that you can just say, well, I told the users to do it and they didn't do it. Like maybe you feel like that's, you, you've ticked a box in your set, but it's not how people function. People don't like to just be told, do this. People like to understand why, why am I doing it this way? Is there, is there something that's going to be better because I do it this way? You know, it's hard to learn new things. And I think, um, I think sometimes we forget, you know, when we're not the one who has to learn the new thing, we forget how hard that is on everybody to understand a new business process or just even to um, physically do something differently. I was, you know, at, at this particular group, we had done a project where we took this was only four years ago. We took people who were using green screen systems, you know, where you have the function keys, F4, F2, F1, yeah, yeah. you know, and, and they had this rhythm, this physical rhythm to use the system. Well, we introduced a GUI interface and they had to use a menu and a mouse and they're going to hate it. Them situation. Down. That's very different from here's my rhythm. Boom, 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 type a number. Boom, 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 type a number. Now I have to go move the mouse, look at the menu, ah, type the number. So it's very, very different. And I just think um, that in, in the role as a change management professional, the higher up you can get in that strategic conversation, the more value I can bring, the more value I can bring, because then when we're aligning, you know, what the, what the project plan is, what the project team is doing, what the you know, the PMO itself is going through and we're aligning that with them, with our people side of change, uh, we can really make things much, much simpler. But many times we, we kind of get into this, why can't people just tell, do what we tell them? And when we say that, we eliminate the possibility of really strategically impacting them, I think. Well, so, so when we started the company, um, uh, so I'm just gonna, I'm gonna emphasize your point. So when we started the company, um, you know, my, my two co-founders are, are engineers, right? so so uh, very much, and, and, and software engineers in particular, um, you know, they're, they're on a spectrum, and, and one end of that spectrum is very much of the, you know, I don't actually want to talk to people, and why don't they just do what we tell them to do anyway, kind of mentality, right? and I'm not saying our, our guys were like that, but, you know, there, there was a little bit of that going on, and so one of the things that we, we got into a rhythm of doing very early on was any time we were going to we started planning a major change in the product, which is just, that's just another kind of project, right? Is, is in project de product development. So anytime we do something big in the product, the first thing we do is we, we, you know, once we know what it is, why we want to do it and what it is, is we create some kind of mock-up and then we go and we find customers and we say, we're thinking of this. Is that even important? And, and we were thinking of doing it this way. What do you think? And when you do that, something, something magical happens because they tell you that the egg that you think you're delivering is okay. But if you did it this way, the egg would be twice as big. 
and then they get excited, right? And that's that's when magical things happen. So again, coming back to the this idea of um, you know the, the 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 putting together of the jigsaw, you know, often um, project managers get dive straight into what's the scope. Right, got to nail down the scope so I can get my task, I can get my Gantt chart out, understand my dependencies, start managing my risks, start chasing people, right? They get into that mode straight away and they, they forget they need to sharpen the ax, going back to our discussion earlier. They need to take that time, engage the customer, senior level, low level, the person with the green screen, you know, and, and so a great example, I've, I've sat in those meetings where people have been, terrified of losing their green screens and so 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 by learning that up front in a project that means that when you when you go out and you're selecting the new system you can ask the question do you have keyboard shortcuts because that's what the that's what the call center wants right so that they can keep going bang it on the keyboard put the number in so i've got a gui but i'm going to treat it like my green screen because it's faster you know, if you know what you're doing, it's faster. It is. So why would you change from your, you know, why would you give that up? And if you, if you don't take the time to engage with people up front, with the users, with the leadership, then you don't know this stuff. And so you're going to then try and force on them a solution that's actually inferior, that actually doesn't deliver the egg that they want. So, you know, it, it's, it's really, really important within... And, and again, so I'm, I'm going to talk now to the PMO leaders out there that, you know, it's really important to take care of these puzzle pieces. That's your job, right? I'm, I'm looking at the P as the portfolio, right? If you're a portfolio director, you're a portfolio leader, your job is to do the portfolio level stuff and to make sure that the right people and the resources are in place. So it's, you know, at the portfolio, it's about strategic alignment and project prioritization. It's about resources. It's about change management. It's about benefits realization. It's about governance. I missed governance earlier, but it's about yeah, having that governance loop. And, and that's, that's pretty much it. You know, I'm sure someone will shout at me and say, oh, you've missed this or you've missed that. But that's, that's pretty much it, right? And, and so it's about making sure that you then have the ecosystem that lets the projects land successfully. That means project management, change management. It means having the technical resources that you need. It means having the right level of templates and process in place for the kind of projects you're doing, not just taking the book off the shelf and making everybody fill in, fill in every form that's that's in the in the PM book, right? We, we don't want to do that, right? That's 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 not going to move us forward. Um, so so and, and change management is absolutely a piece of that. So so you know, hey PMO leader, if you're listening to this, go grab your change uh, change management professional, and if you don't have one, go find one and have a conversation about how you can put that piece of the jigsaw into the, into the puzzle to complete the picture. Don't treat it like something that's separate. It's part of the puzzle. Well, I think that's, I love hearing you say that, Stuart, and I have to come from the other side and say, I think our organizational change management professionals need to stop allowing themselves to get so um, buried in the details of the change management plan and execution of that plan and recognize that they have value and should be approaching 
the PMO director. They should be stepping up into those strategic conversations and not not feel like, oh, I'm not, you know, I'm not sure if they want to hear from little old me. I think, I think many times if there's a well, I could go off on a completely different tangent, but I think there's a little bit of a situation where many of our PMO directors and PMO leaders are men, and many of our organizational change management professionals are women. And I think uh-huh. sometimes women feel a little hesitant stepping up into that strategic role and saying, hey, I am here and I actually can help you. Um, yeah. And so I'm encouraging anyone who's in that uh, has that sense that they don't feel like they belong at that table. I think PMO directors would welcome some strategic thinking and uh, perspective from our from the change management side of the world. Yeah, and 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 a hundred percent. And um, you know the, the 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 gender debate is a, is a huge one, and it's it's one that I, I always love to get engaged with because there's, there's still a long way to go to before that battle's over. But 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 set gender aside for a second. I think I think you're absolutely right. I think um, at every level in the organisation and every role, um, there's there's always the there's always the tendency to think about to to sort of think, well, this is my role, and those guys just don't get it. And part of what you got to remember, you know, as, as a change management professional, is you're coming into a project team. And that project team is a project leader. And that project leader is driving the bus. And so if you come in and you start trying to grab hold of the steering wheel, they're not going to appreciate it. They're not going to appreciate you. And so, so, there's, so it's not just a question of going in and you know, demanding to be heard. It's about making sure that when you walk through the door, you're saying something that's adding value. You're saying it in the language that they speak, not in your language, in their language, with benefits that they understand. Now, you're change management professionals. You know how to do this. This is your job. You do it all the time within your projects. So you just need to take those skills and turn them around and deploy them to your peers, to the project managers and at the PMO level. You know, help them understand what's the benefit, what's the trajectory, what's, the, you know, what's, the, what's, what's in it for me. All that kind of good stuff, and uh, and and again, the it, it is it is a really interesting dynamic, depending on the the culture of the organisation, but but especially in organisations where you have really big projects going on, right? That project manager, that's quite a prestigious role, and so you know if if as a, a change management organization, you are something other than outside of project management, then, you know, you, you got to, just as you would with any leader, you've got to take care of that ego and help, help, help them understand how you're going to help them get more out of what they're doing, how you're going to make their life easier, reduce risk in the project, whatever it is that, that, that is the egg for them. Everyone's got eggs. We all want eggs. Right, so you got to figure out what their egg is and help them understand how you can deliver that. Oh, Stuart, that, that's an excellent perspective. And I really love this image in my mind I have right now of just kind of using those change management skills to really uh, become 
you know, enmeshed with the project management team, but also to recognize that they are one of our important stakeholders and build that stakeholder relationship. So I think we could talk all, all day, all night. I think uh, we're very like-minded in many, many of these <laughs> ideas, but I love your perspective and I really appreciate hearing all of the kind of intricacies and in how uh, project management organizations or, or program management or portfolio management um, is kind of you know, thinking through and how to add value to them. This is really interesting to, to me. And I think, of course, to people who are both project managers and organizational change management professionals. Yeah, and, and, and one, one can't be optimally effective without the other, right? You know, you can get something delivered, but, you know, it's about making it the biggest, shiniest egg that we can, right? And, and that only happens when we, when we work together. And it, it, it's the old adage of it's, it's not you versus me, it's us versus the problem, right? And, that's, and if we work like that, uh, that's great. But whenever you, you're going in and there's um, disagreement between organizations, you just have to work with them to understand what's in it for them, what's their perspective, and help them land it. And, it's, and, it, and, the, and, and, and again, I have the same discussion with PMO leaders about how do you have that conversation with the C-suite? And you know, it's the exact same conversation. It's about understanding their point of view. What are their eggs? Deliver them more eggs. Simple as that. You know, no, sounds no, simple. No. It's not. It's not simple to do. <laughs> I know everything always sounds easier <laughs> than it is. Well, so Absolutely. If if uh, folks want to learn more about the kinds of things you work on, uh, where could they go to to find more of you? Great. So the best, best place, head over to our website, transparentchoice.com. Uh, so it's transparent as in a piece of glass, choice as in a decision that you make. So it's transparentchoice.com. And uh, there you'll, you'll find loads of information on portfolio management and project prioritization and uh, strategic decision making in general, um, all, all kinds of fun stuff. And the, you know, there is even a link to the uh, there's a, I actually did a workshop a while ago where we, where we hatched the egg um, story, <laughs> as it were. And uh, so there's even a link off to that presentation. If you go and find it, it's, it's about what executives want from the PMO. And uh, it's the same story of what you know, the PMO wants from the, from the change management team. So Excellent. head over there and we, we, we look forward to uh, seeing you. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for your time and, all of Thanks this insight me. and uh, look forward to the next time we talk. Thank you very much for having me.